Kilda, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm well, host-ish today, Compass, I use they, them pronouns, and I'm here with... Kilda. I'm Bronwyn Kerr, and I am the Wellington Schools Coordinator, I use she, her pronouns. <laughs> Kilda. I'm Alex Carr, like Kerr with only one R, um, I use he, him pronouns, and yeah, we're in the car. <laughs> so we're recording this in a car after meeting with a rainbow group so we're all feeling kind of like ecstatic at the moment it was super fun ecstatic and tired and silly and also a little bit overwhelmed by how flash compasses like um start is really on blah 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 fm yeah that's what i i like about getting new people into the studio is that they get to watch me like show my stuff of being like yeah i know how to do like an intro to a radio show it's super fun yeah but um, what we were doing with that um that rainbow group that we went to visit is we were talking about like because Alex, you're working on re-updating one of our resources. Do you want to chat about that for a second? This feels very formal for somebody that's like in the car and we're just about to go for a KFC drive-through. <laughs> oh no, I think that was almost done, but it's all good now. Yeah, so um, yeah, so Inside Out is um, currently developing and creating heaps of new resources, which is super exciting. Um, we're supported by the Ministry of Education, which is really cool to have that, like, you know, support from the top. Um, and so um, I'm taking the lead on developing our like main resource for school staff. Um, uh, uh, we're just doing a roundabout. Um, <laughs> supporting school staff to support um, trans and gender diverse students. So we were up in Paraparomu, um today to talk to an awesome bunch of rainbow young people um and we did something really cool that we like we got them to well (laughs) it was my idea that's just like me subtly bragging no it's not it was a cool Um, idea it was real good oh thank you um it's it was was, i think i was gonna say it's cool to hear young people talk about their like rainbow ideal trans utopian school so it was like we got them to really dream big about what they would like what uh, the most like friendly and welcoming and inclusive school would look like for um, rainbow young people and oh my gosh their ideas were just like so so cool like some of them were like just like completely dreaming big like gold fountains with (laughs) rainbow lemonade lemonade or something (laughs) it was fantastic yeah totally and then and then others were like really like we just want toilet you know like we want bathrooms and we want our name change to be easier so it was like a real cool mix of radical (coughs) awesome ideas and like things that schools just should be doing practically as well um and really just confirmed a lot of like the sort of feedback we've been getting from other um people like from parents and teachers and other young people like so yeah no i think um i mean maybe you can speak a bit more about like the the group and how cool it was to be there but it's always awesome to to catch up with young people yeah, no, it was really nice. They were really, um, they were a really fun group. I found of like, I find that it always gets a little bit hectic because everyone's so excited that they like talk over each other. And they told us it was a quiet day that day. <laughs> like apparently there were there normally more people there, and I was like, oh, uh, Bron's about to stall. <laughs> I was not. Excuse me, <laughs> calling Bron out. Um, Bron drives manual. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was like it was really fun, and everybody seemed really like passionate and excited, and it felt really 
awesome and safe and kind of like it was like a, a family unit kind of yeah. thing of like yeah when you get together with all of your cousins kind of thing um yeah, and they know they know each other really well like they hang out together every week and so we were just popping in but there was already a really nice vibe eh? and comfy couches and they gave us plants they like as a thank you gift they wrote us a card and they gave us plants and i was like oh. and the card was handmade and it had little cute pictures of us on the front it was just like the best thing yeah. ever um yeah but i really enjoyed the the vibe there and i really liked a lot of the feedback that we got about like what schools could actually make better because i felt like it was very it was like revalidating to the work that we already do um if like it's not as if we overlooked something massive that's like been pressing on young people it was stuff that we have been focusing on yeah i think that as well like the core things were just like educating so we asked young people at the end as well what like some advice or a message that they'd have for teachers and it was like educate yourselves or like be educated about you know what this means or what that means or just like don't you know like call people out on um using you know like slurs, slurs and yeah. stuff which is like it's it's funny because you know we're at school to learn but it's like the teachers also need they have a lot to learn mm. and i think they should just sort of practice what they preach in that sense of like yeah go and just be like more proactive about it as well um yeah yeah i feel like as well a lot of like definitely not all teachers and all schools but i feel like a lot of teachers don't see rainbow history or rainbow subjects as like essential um when i feel like they really are of like everybody should be able to like look into history and find a role model or find somebody that they connected to and be able to see themselves of like i i feel like as well because a lot of what is used against rainbow people is like that thing of oh it's just a phase or oh it's just like it's a trend these days but looking back in history we can see we've existed forever and we've had like different struggles but also a lot of our core struggles are the same and you sort of like connecting through that and I feel like as well it's not only for rainbow people like it's important for cishet people to hear about rainbow history rainbow issues rainbow identities because you can't really have an accepting society unless everybody's on the same page yeah and i feel like younger generations non-rainbow people are getting way more accepting and so like they want that information too they want to know how did we go from a past in which like being gay was illegal to a present in which people can get married and people want to be allies and they want to be supportive and but we're not resourcing them with like any information. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I, f I feel like just understanding what our, our, like our current situations are based on is really important of like, because when you understand the basic basics, then you understand like where we are. You're going to listen to Bron order KFC now. It's going to be super fun. Does I really anyone want anything? Do you want anything? Do you want anything? Do you want a Coke? Or I want a Coke. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I've got chocolate in my bag, just in case you need dessert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is 70% dark, just so... Yeah, just I mean, um, Alex and I are both vegan, right? Yeah. yeah so on the on the drive up, <laughs> Bron was like doing a KFC stop on the way back down. And I was like, Bron, it's the wrong crowd. I know. I was, like, I was just giving you a heads well. up. And also like, is there anything else that you need? We, I mean, we could order, like, a white bun and chips if we wanted. Yeah. Um, that's totally... A white bun and chips. 
Don't they have those like white fluffy buns? They have those white fluffy buns. I love the idea of going to KFC and then just ordering bread. But <laughs> 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 the, the new bakery on the block. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna order you both a bread roll. <laughs> I feel like that's what non-vegan people think vegan cuisine is. It's yeah, like it's, it's just, just like white fluffiness. Yeah, white bread and Coca-Cola. lentils. We should be like, excuse me, do you sell lentils here? I've got two vegans in the car. Do you sell individual lentils with starving... like one lentil? Yeah. It's like I would like to have five individual lentils. <laughs> and two chickpeas, please. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, listen to Ron order. Kilda. Hi, welcome to KFC. How can I help you today? Uh, hi, um, could I please get a snack lunch? Snack lunch? I want some drinks that one. Coke? Um, a Coke, please. Coke, yeah, anything else for today? Could I please get two bread rolls for the two vegans in my car? And two bread rolls, yeah. Do you have anything else vegan? Okay, uh, please repeat that one. <laughs> Do you have anything else vegan? <laughs> Never mind. Stop harassing them. <laughs> um, hello? Uh, so the same for chips? No. Oh, okay. That's chip. Okay. Um, and can I please get a slider with pepper mayo? And a pepper mayo slider? Yep. Yeah, so is that everything for today? Yeah, it is. Thank you. Sure, drive on through when you can then. They were laughing. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's something going on. Like, she was cracking up before we even spoke. Yeah. Like, they, like, they, they like started talking. It was just, like, is super happy. KFC romance that's happening? Oh, my god! cheering them up. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Oh, there's some, like, there's some tea. Some tea at KFC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No tofu, but plenty of tea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry that to anybody who's listening to this. Um, I'd like to formally apologise on behalf of Inside Out and myself. <laughs> oh, could we have a word from the board? Oh, yeah, yeah. And cut to a word from the board. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Secretary. Yeah, Alex, Alex, actually, you're on the, the board of Inside Out, right? Yeah. How long have you been on the board? Um, I've been on since September of 2016. So it's Whoa. been four years. I wasn't even born then. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Baby comfort. <laughs> hey, you feel, it feels like you've been part of Inside Out for like forever. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. No, like completely compliment. Like, <laughs> definitely. Not not like you're so old, but just like you're such an integral Experience. part. Experience. Yeah, yeah, you're so committed and like you're just always there. Oh my gosh, you know, you you're like our compass. Up. Oh my gosh, you're okay. Navigating, helping other young people navigate these, you know, <laughs> like yeah. rainbows and... Thank you. Now, Bron, it's your turn to compliment me. I just did. Lo, okay. I'm out. <laughs> You're all out of compliments. I'm yeah. all out of compliments. Yeah. Could you? Compliment. Oh, no. <laughs> so, as you can see, we just used up all our social skills. Yeah. Um, meeting with the Rainbow Group at KYS. This is chaos. This is chaotic <laughs> energy. Gee. Yeah. In um, the car. Yeah. Actually, could you talk to us a little bit about like what you do on the board or like what the board actually does? 
Yeah, so the board um, pretty much sees the whole like governance side of Inside Out. So that's things like employment and making sure that, yeah, making decisions really about those big picture things like um, grants and funds and helping the, you know, sort of the financial side of things tick along for Inside Out. Um, yeah, so we do also do like some strategy and planning. So we have our sort of big five-year strategy so that helps us to sort of make sure that what we're doing all the mahi aligns with our core values and principles and um yeah we're, it's just like oh so i'm um i'm a co-secretary so i like um take minutes and do that fun stuff as well i haven't been doing it for that long so i'm still learning um a lot about it but it's cool it's a really awesome bunch of people there are like um, about three executive advisor roles so those are people who are 27 or no older than 27 and the rest of us are um, young people um, and then yeah that's yeah it's, it's a really cool it's like if you want to get any cool like skills um around governance stuff or like learning how things work like budgets and all that stuff it's a really cool way to learn about that mm. That's, yeah, I guess it, you always hear about boards for like charities and all of those sort of things and then you're like, I, I don't even know what that means. I just think of like people sitting around like a big table and then like, but have no clue what that actually means, which is fun. We're picking up our KFC order. I hope they don't oh, we see pay, us. We've got to pay too. Oh, it's no. at the same window. That's different to McDonald's. Yeah. Thing. Oh. Don't say your pen out loud. Yeah. <laughs> And we're being fed. It's beautiful. Thank you. There's your coat. Thanks, Mum. Thank you. Yes, you can. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, the coke is spilling onto my um, white trousers. Oh, it's no, very oh, fun. No. Hold the phone, Alex. Oh, Alex, you're now the hot yeah. phone holder. All right, everyone's getting their um, their nourishment sorted in the front seats. Compass is sticking in the straw. <laughs> so oh. Slurping it up. We're taking a mindfulness approach to podcasts yeah. right now. Uh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the moment right yeah. now. Breathe deeply. And Hold for four seconds. Yeah. And let it out slowly. Oh, I'm, I'm keen for these um, white rolls. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much flavour. Dinner time. Okay. The coke situation is under control. It sounded more dodgy when I said that. <laughs> Crisis averted. Yeah. Than intended. Um, me trying to think of new subjects to like talk about on the on the fly. When I I told you like on the drive up, I was like, would you be keen on the drive down to like record an episode of Speak Out? Um, because. Um, it's been a while since I've recorded one because lockdown has really messed with my routine, you know? Lockdown really just like, I don't know, I, it was like that thing of, I feel like it messed Excuse up. Excuse me, could I please have a slider? Oh my gosh, a slider? Oh wait, yes, I have a slider for Bron. Yes. Alright, I'll be the um, interval, like the mid-flight yeah. entertainment yeah. while the compass <laughs> gets out a slider. I don't actually know what a slider is. It's like basic, oh it's like a flat bread, so it's like a, it's a KFC pita bread. 
that's a burger, but I'll take the burger instead. And then I'll take the slider later. Yeah, um, anyway, as I was saying, I feel like lockdown messed up my entire routine of like, down to like, when I eat. Like, I feel like my meal times have changed as well. Yeah, I feel like they've, I think we've all developed, maybe, I don't know, I'm just generalising here, yeah. but... Um, I like general statements. I can speak to, to, to my own experiences um, that I've developed some habits that I'm, like, really wanting to keep up, like, my daily, like, morning walks and things. Um, but I do think, like, it's so easy as well to slip back. Oh, my goodness, sorry, I'm just getting this red roll and it's really hot and fluffy. Yum. Warm bread roll! Mm. Dinner time. Um, I feel like I'm being the tour guide for Vegan's first trip to KFC. Oh my god. Is this but, your first trip compass as well? I have been to KFC before, I'm sorry. Um, I was not vegan when I went to KFC the other time. So it was, I had a, a few more options. Um, maybe like one or two more options, not that much. Um, but thank you very much, Bron. Thanks, Bron. Um, I'm feeling nourished and hydrated. Um, what was I saying? Lockdown. Habits. Oh yeah, what sort of habits did you like? Like your morning walks and what other kind of habits? What else? I knew there are some. I should not talk with KFC in my mouth. Um, during lockdown I went for lots of runs and I feel like I got a bit fitter. So I'm trying to like keep going with the exercise. And I also did my guitar practice. So I play the guitar very badly. And I did six lessons of guitar starting from like E minor chord, which is the most basic one you can get before lockdown. So now I keep practicing that. And it's um, it's really good for my mental health because when I'm trying to get my fingers to go in the right place and figure out the stuff, I can't think about anything else. And it makes me happy even though I'm quite crap at it. Oh, that sounds good. I feel like I've gotten way better at talking to people online. Like, I feel like I used to be the kind of person that could only really do face-to-face -face interactions. And now I find it way easier to like build connections and friendships over like message or over text. I definitely conquered my fear of um, like I hate like Skype, not Skype, like video calls. Mm. Um, so being made to do Zooms was I guess quite good. It was like exposure therapy for me. Mm. Um, and realized it wasn't as scary and that you can like there's definitely like some tips and tricks that can make it easier to, um, to do that sort of communication because I'm definitely shy away from it usually mm. yeah and I, I remember like right at the beginning of lockdown we had a meeting about the resource um, that we were just talking about earlier and it's like thinking about how strange I found that and then comparing that to now of like basically if I, I don't have a zoom in a day I'm like what is happening? So yeah. are you keeping up lots of Zooms? Like, do you feel like it's, you haven't dropped off? Um, I feel like there are maybe slightly less um, now, but definitely like because I, I study at the moment and most of our study is still on Zoom at the moment, but um, we're back in class like next semester, which is super fun and I'm very excited for it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's like a half, half, half thing of like, I wouldn't say that there are that many more in-person meetings now as in lockdown. Because I think we've realized how um, accessible and how much easier it is when you're able to like 
stay in your house or stay wherever you are and not have to worry about getting places. Yeah, totally. It saves so much time traveling as well. Like, if you can have the same sort of quality of conversation over Zoom, which I don't know, I think it's still like, I'm still definitely like in person is best, but yeah, like, save like what, a couple, like an hour of commuting. I think lots of people, I wonder as well, like, how many people are going to stay working from home? Mm. Because then they're like, now they're like, oh, I can, great, like, I'm going to enjoy home life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see how much more accessible things like working and studying become because people don't have to worry about like um, travel or like accessibility issues of like not being able to, you know, access a, a certain place or not being able to like actually just go and, you know, lots of different accessibility issues. I'm hope, hopefully things will become more accessible after this as well. Yeah. I agree, I think. Um, it's just opened up so many new opportunities. Mm. This, um, KFC interlude, could I please have the slider? I don't know what the slider is, so it's, I'm just gonna. I was trying to explain. I'm before. gonna, I'm gonna like reach into the bag and see what comes out. Oh, that's the slider! Yes. Oh, I got it! Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so talented. So talented at KFC retrieval. Mm. Thank you, everybody. I've learned a new skill. Oh, yeah. This brings out the slider. Yeah, bring out the slider. Oh, I'm also. Sliding out the bed. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Alex. <laughs> I'm a bit tired. Yeah. I don't usually do this much socialising in one day. <laughs> it's been amazing, but you know, that's the introvert in me is like, oh, time to re-energise by going to sleep early and staying in my room for the next wee while. That's so fair. Also, I've said this about like five times today, but I've just finished She-Ra. Like I watched all five seasons in about four days. Um, it was it was a lot and I I thoroughly I enjoyed it so much. Um, I find it like, I think it's so cool seeing, especially shows that are catered towards younger people, um, like embracing queerness into the like, the center of them. Of, like, I feel like, I feel like sometimes we get stuck in this thing of like there's one gay episode or like there's one queer character whereas it felt like definitely with She-Ra it was like that sort of thing of anybody could have any gender or any sexuality and it wasn't seen as like strange because it wasn't built around these cis heteronormative ideals of society you know and I feel like that was so lovely to see and I'm really excited that like kids shows are doing that. I was just um, I was just bringing up an article on my phone which I saw this morning. I've never heard of Shira before, and then you mentioned the Compass, and I was like, I've just read about it this morning, and it's um, an article on the Guardian that talks about five of the best cartoons with trans characters in them. Um, and I think like you, so Shira and the Princess of Power, um, Steven Universe, which you both mentioned, Too Loud. I haven't heard of that one. Have you? I haven't heard of that, but good, good, good to know. Yeah, it's, um, this article is written by two trans people who are really awesome. So I think um, solid stuff. And Steven Universe, I know, is like uh, I haven't actually watched the series. I've watched the movie, but it's sort of like it's again that sort of thing of I feel like it's the entire concept and the entire world of the show isn't based around cishet normativity. Therefore, it doesn't feel like out of place or like pushed in when there is like queerness in that show. It feels like it is, it is centered within it. Yeah. yeah. 
Dennis, yeah, totally. It's not like the one character that dies off after one episode or something. Um, there's, have you heard of Rocco's Modern Life? No. It's a Netflix show. Ooh. It's got a trans character, Danger and Eggs. I haven't heard of a lot of these. No. Um, those are the five. KFC interlude. Can I please have my chips? <laughs> so many KFC interludes, Braun. <laughs> There's only one thing left in the bag, so. Yeah, there should be two. Oh my gosh. There's a piece of chicken and there's some chips. I believe. I think they're in the I think they're in the same box. Ah, I'll just have the, the what's it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, let me just open the box for you. Um great service here. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um yeah, it's I feel like it, it's, it kind of feels like children's shows are being revolutionary of like, I feel like they do rainbowness and queerness. I'll, I'll hold the box for you, Brian. Oh, you just wow. reach over. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but they're, I feel like it's because a lot of the time with like adult shows or like shows that are catered towards an older audience, it's, we have a, an understanding of like the world and reality and therefore a lot of our shows are like, based in it of like trying to be gritty and real um and even when it's like going into a different world it's still Still limited it's it's still limited and it's still based in like the concepts of our world whereas with children's show i feel like they have more leeway to be like no you just have to be kind and love people and no matter what their gender is or their sexuality or anything like that like also, you just love if, them. If talking animals can be characters, then nothing else is gonna blow your bubble of like what should and shouldn't be. Mm. Yeah, and actually, I feel like maybe that simplicity in it of like you don't have to be complicated in a kids' yeah. show, and that makes it easier to just be like this trans character exists, and we're not gonna over-explain it because that's not like useful in this story. Totally, I think like there's. I'm, I'm really big for like get in early because um, because that will save so much time like that will give people the language and to see themselves and to know that say so to know that trans people exist like that opens up so much it's just like a big door that just opens for someone who might be exploring their gender throughout their childhood because if you don't know that exists then of course you're gonna think that nothing else is possible and but if you, like even just in media, which might be fiction, to have that representation, I think is just like can't be, like it can't be stressed enough how important that is because other, yeah, otherwise you just, it's just like straight yeah. sis, straight sis. I mean, like you can't name what you don't have a name for. Exactly, and I think like, I don't know, when I grew up, like I just tried so hard to be, you know, a very like what, people think of as a girl and then tried when I found out that trans exists I was like oh my goodness there's like of course it just clicked in my mind so I think the more like clicks can happen um but yeah and also younger people are they haven't been social like I mean depending on your age and everything but you know if they're at a point where they have not been socialized into this very you know one way of thinking and all these norms then if you say this is a character and they are, it's just normal, if they just exist, mm. then if that becomes the message, that's awesome. Yeah. 
I feel like I, I understand that a lot. It's, I feel like especially with trans mask people, um, a lot of the times we see stories of like the tomboy and I, I know I definitely connected a lot to like those tomboy stories and but it was always like that sort of dodgy thing of like they learned how to be feminine in the end um, and then actually being able to put a word to like feeling like I don't know being able to put a word to how I was feeling and my expression and all of that is like really powerful and it it makes pe- things like slip into place yeah yeah it's definitely yeah no I, I totally agree yeah have you watched Disclosure on Netflix yet I have but I haven't watched the last like 20 minutes which I think is like you know probably really important um but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch that's one of my um shows that I need to finish yeah <laughs> one of my many things I haven't watched the rest of yeah. but yeah it was wow it was so I yeah I just it made me think about things in really different ways like I thought I had already thought about media representation but maybe not so much from a trans feminine perspective and I think that was really really powerful to hear um people who had experience in Hollywood and you know, the characters they've played and how they've been treated is just, yeah, wow. Yeah. I think, uh, um, like, it's something that I hear a lot is that idea of, like, trans femme people are, like, hyper-visible and that opens them up to violence a lot more and trans mask people are not as visible, which I, I always find it a little bit... Um, I feel like just saying that doesn't have as much nuance as it should. Um, I feel like we do see trans mask stories, um, like what I was saying about tomboys earlier, of like the kind of trans mask stories, even if they don't end well with them being able to embrace their masculinity. Um, but again, they're not like, they don't put words to that experience. Um, and trans femme people are definitely, are definitely like made to be the butt of the joke. Um, and sensationalized in a way that trans mask people aren't, which is like really, it's very upsetting, I think. And I think we, it's something that we still see a lot today of trans femme people being the butt of the joke when like there's nothing inherently funny about that. I mean, there's nothing funny about that, right? Like, yeah. unless you're a trans woman comedian who's really yeah. awesome and funny, like, yeah. there's no reason, yeah. making no excuse to laugh. Yeah. A person's gender diversity. Yeah. Not. Making somebody the butt of the joke is like not okay. And like, that's not funny. I was just shocked to hear. No, okay. Well, I was surprised to see that there was more overt transphobia than I thought. Like, I knew that, I, I guess, more in um, no, both old and more recent stuff. But for example, like Ace Ventura. Oh my goodness. I, I remember. I, I, I remember watching Ace Ventura and I, I must have blocked that bit out of my brain because I watch that now and I'm just like, there must be a reason why I blocked that out because that is traumatic for a trans person to watch. Yeah, yeah. in the end I was like, I'm not going to go into details because it's just like actually just so disgusting, but things like that where you're like, oh, yeah, like to be I watching that as a kid and I, that must have had some impact of like, chipping away like okay this is like you know a trans woman equals da 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 or um because i remember yeah watching other things about like i, w- I remember watching more like non-fictional like documentaries or even like things like x factor i can't remember what it was with like you know c- c- competitions where there was a trans person and just making all these assumptions about 
who they were and what they were meant to be trans. And that could have only come from previous media representations because I, up until that point, you know, I didn't really have any language or not consciously know anyone who was trans. So I think that was like, and looking back, that's like a huge way that those reps like, you know, influence, even if we don't notice it, they still influence what our assumptions about people. I feel like so much of it, again, because they talked about, um, or at least I think they talked about, it might be me remembering incorrectly, but they talked about like the intersection of transphobia and homophobia and how that inherently comes from the gendering of bodies. Like I remember it must have been about a month ago um, and there was this person and they just said, if you sleep with a trans woman and you're a man, is that gay? And me having to be like, no, because their body is not their gender. That isn't gay. But it's like that because we gender bodies so much and we gender um, experiences we gender experiences so much of saying like that is a man experience that is a woman experience and then obviously if you have that experience that means you're one of those two gen the only genders oh my god to assume that like being gay equals you know a very just purely physical thing like you are attracted to a certain type of body in a sexual way like no it can mean so many different things and of course it's self-determined and it doesn't, you know, you can be attracted to so many other parts of a person. It doesn't mean that you're, you're like, for some people it might be great, but not everyone. Yeah, and I feel like as well, it's like breakdown of sexual attraction and sexual behavior. Of like, you can sleep with people without being like, maybe romantically attracted to them or like being sexually attracted to their gender. But like, that doesn't dictate your sexual behavior, really. Yeah. Um, and like understanding that all of those things are different and a lot of the time they're complex and they're influenced by that person's experience and yeah it's just like it's so weirdly rigid and like it's not it doesn't really make you it doesn't really acknowledge all of the different facets of people yeah yeah i think like i often think about the complexity of gender and sexuality is things that we actually just cannot describe in words but the ways that we do you know the words that we have and the ways we try to describe our experiences of gender and sexuality like is you know we're just trying to communicate the closest we can verbally about these things which I believe actually can't be like for me I just find it so hard to define like I know who I am and I know what my body is, but the words like around, you know, trans man or even trans masculine, or even like anything like, you know, asexual, which I usually use to describe my sexuality, lack of sexuality, um, I like, it's just so not, doesn't, it doesn't come close to actually how I feel and I still don't know how I would describe myself for the sake of society. I'll just say, you know, I'm a, a trans man or trans mask or whatever, but like, I actually, I just, I'm starting to think that it's just so, yeah. such, so mysterious and so, and I think that's like, that's what excites me about that is like, just, yeah, language sort of doesn't do it justice, yeah. really. I feel like as well, it's, it's a societal thing as well, as I feel like with cishet men, cishet women, there are gender roles, there are like certain experiences, there are like there are mannerisms and there are the gender roles, there are experiences that we like 
put in those boxes and I feel like especially for rainbow people we don't have those boxes we don't say like you have to act like this if you're this and you have to like this has to be your entire experience if you're this and because we have that lack of I don't want to say that people are like uniform but I definitely think more so than maybe rainbow identities we don't have that uniformity in a lot of our experiences because society doesn't acknowledge us therefore society doesn't put all of these different like make us have these experiences make us like think and act in that way I just oh you go I was just going to say that I wonder as well with that because I, I I noticed that you know within our communities like within the trans community like there is a lot of I guess internalized uniformity like mm-hmm. we do we police each other and we say you know you have to or don't have to have dysphoria to be trans or things like that which I maybe like you talking comes I'm like maybe that is you know a, a result of this pressure to you know, have this one way of being and this really sort of discomfort that we sit with like, I mean diversity in general, but even diversity of like definitions, like you know, that there is no, the idea that being trans would mean one thing comes from a very like heteronormative, cisnormative way of thinking about things Mm. and I think we maybe, I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where we'll be okay with that complexity and contradictions that seem to happen, but yeah, it's just, I think it's really interesting that there is still that, like, some sort of division or, like, yeah, difference, yeah. I guess, in thought around yeah. what it means to be XYZ. Actually, yeah, I feel like that is, like, such a thing of, because I, th- I feel like a lot of the time, especially binary trans people, like, are pushed into the boxes of those uh, binary genders but also like in the trans experience we're told that we have to experience our transness in the same way and we have to go through the same steps obviously not all trans people say that but that is like a debate within the community and I feel like as well we create our own our own stereotypes around ourselves and we create our own uh, cultures in a way of like saying that trans mask people like to wear ugly button-ups which is like so true but like that I feel like that isn't the same as saying like um, eating dessert if you're a man you can't eat dessert because that's gay like that sort of thing it's not the same it's like it's giving common connections but it's not policing your entire I don't know your, yeah, actions and- yeah but again it's more complex than that isn't it because it's like some people do really be like you have to you have to act in a certain way otherwise you're not trans and it's it's so much more complex. Like, the more you think about it, the more complex it gets. Oh, my gosh. I was just... I might be tripping on KFC herbs and spices, but I was thinking, have you... Have you, either of you seen Orthodox art, the icons they have in Orthodox churches, and it's, like, kind of looks like it's a funny angle? No. If you Google it later, but... Um, so, in... Sorry, geeking out here. In Western art... Put both of your hands on the wheel, please, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving very well. Um, and... Western European art perspective guides your eye to a vanishing point in the distance. So it starts big and it takes you to a narrow point in the distance. Whereas Eastern European Orthodox art, the pictures, you've got to look at them with a different way. So you're the vanishing point and they're drawing you into a wider universe. So you have to look outwards to a wide universe, not to a narrow point. And I was thinking like often when we try and explain rainbow words like in schools training we're using that like western european art thing like what narrow thing does this 
represent mm. but what if we're like this opens a window like to a type of experience and you've got to like change how your mind looks at the word and then you'll be able to be like wow big that's such a good point actually of like that like that one word or that one identity or that one label like is just an entryway into an entire variety of experiences and it like such a diverse experience of that one label oh my god I love that Bron thank you that was great I really liked that yeah those herbs and spices must be (laughs) (laughs) herbs and spices work people yeah yeah no um on last Thursday we had our first like in-person workshop um back with Inside Out and it was really interesting going back into workshops after having done a lot of like thinking and a lot of um research during lockdown of i had a really tough time explaining non-binary genders because it was i feel like it's so easy to say that non-binary is just in between man and woman and over lockdown i've been really thinking about like the diversity within the non-binary community and you have to stop thinking about it of non-binary being another point on a binary like like this system? is one flat, flat spectrum and everyone's yeah. like on that line like no this universe yeah it's more like like gender is more like a color wheel than it is like a, a flat line of like some non-binary people like identify closer to like a binary gender than others and some are like completely devoid of gender and have like absolutely no relation to um like binary genders and it's so like after doing all of like that thinking and introspection I guess it's really tough to then try and explain all of that thinking and all of that work to people that are just getting like an intro um yeah, yeah. It takes years right yeah. like we've probably all been thinking about this stuff for years and if we're just getting to these points now as well like mm. and it's because it's we sort of are thinking about this, you know, give or take, like, every second of our lives, um, then... I think about that a lot, compass what you're just saying, like, going into schools, and today we were talking to the young people, we were saying that, actually, we have the same knowledge they do, but sometimes we get listened to more, because we're seen as, like, an outside expert, and so we're willing to use that to, in their service, to help them have a better experience. But then when we're doing trainings, like if we're explaining like words or ideas, wanting to make it simple enough that um, the school staff, like the janices in the room, don't panic and go, this is too complicated, I'm getting out of here. But also not oversimplifying it and not wanting some like poor kid in the school to be told, oh no, your definition of that is wrong because the inside out lady said blah 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 when those were just like the random words that I happened to use on the day you know it's not chiseled in stone like Brian you have to go into that lane oh yeah (laughs) driving break um yeah I totally feel that it's so I guess it's hard to keep that perspective of this is we explain this over and over again and we have this lived experience as well and we have been like a lot of us have been solid in our identities for like years or have been exploring our identities for years whereas the people that we go and talk to are just getting like a tiny screenshot or a tiny snapshot of our bigger thoughts and feelings and that can be really 
hard and I feel like condensing rainbow experiences mm. down can feel like dishonest in a way or like maybe not dishonest but like it doesn't creative it's like you're creating this little reality for like an hour pd but it may or may not actually fully line up to people's actual experience yeah and I, I feel like as well it's that sort of I think it is good to get your foot in the door and say like these are some basic terms and here's what they mean basically and then but also reminding people that people's experience is bigger than just one word and um like telling them to keep their minds and assumptions mm. like have no assumptions keep your minds open because everybody's different and you're not allowed to like you can't tell people what they are the only person that can tell you who they are is that person yeah um why, like teaching and more like values and principles based stuff rather than like here are the definitions for xyz um and talking about like norms and how like you know really identify or how you know, giving people tools to identify like or challenge particular norms that do like you know reinforce these power imbalances is like so important in this work as well. As well as I think you know, as you said, like having these the basic terminology, like you know, we need to know what homophobia is and looks like before we can address it. Or like if someone identifies as gay, like you know, what might that mean? But really emphasizing that, and I think you know, this is of course what we do, but like just to be like, yeah, it's so self-determined and if you and that's the cool thing about pronouns asking pronouns as well because you're not you know we don't say these are feminine or masculine pronouns and saying what pronouns do you use because that takes the onus of, of it's it's you know it's grounded in respect and like you're respecting someone's self-determination it's not saying it's not asking what gender someone is it's not um like putting a label on someone it's just gauging that sort of it's yeah. a simple way i guess of gauging that language and it comes down to respect and if we took that approach to other things and just sort of mm. mirrored what other people how people define themselves or don't define you know like yes and i find pronouns really interesting as well because i i feel like a lot of people see pronouns as a p part of gender identity when really they're a part of gender expression of like you can be for instance you could be like non-binary and use like she her pronouns or he him pronouns and that doesn't make you any less non-binary you could also be a woman and use he him pronouns just because they feel more comfortable or like you could be a man and use she her pronouns because they feel more comfortable they're more of like they're more of like a, a tool of gender expression to inform how people should refer to you and how people should maybe not like see you but like how people you know if that makes sense of and I feel like pronouns are pronouns aren't identity like they can be really integral to respecting somebody's identity but they're not it doesn't determine their gender solely like it can be part of it but not the sole thing that's like okay i think we've attacked we've gendered pronouns and of course there are gender neutral pronouns in so many languages as well that we have become really attached to this idea that a pronoun equals a sex or a gender when yeah as you said it's usually read off someone's gender expression or yeah what yeah yeah and that's what i find so interesting is breaking things down a bit more of like going back to that like sexual behavior sexual identity sexual attraction that sort of thing of um like gender is the same as well it breaks into so many different parts of gender expression gender identity um all of those different facets yeah. which what you do 
like how you do gender. Maybe that's very uh, like sociology thinks about gender and like how you perform it and do it. And that's not to say that it's not real, of course, but like that we it's so fluid, right? Because in every context, we do do gender very differently. Yeah. Um, for safety reasons and for yeah our own expression and stuff. True. And I feel like it is. Of like you've talked about self-determination a lot and I feel like that is such a big part of gender expression of like you don't choose your gender identity or you don't check uh, like choose your sexual orientation but you choose how you express your gender you choose how like your sexual behaviors like those sort of things of there is self-determination layered on top of things that are just who you are yeah do I turn right here? yeah turn right there back to driving break Oh my gosh, why did we go so deep? Like we started off wow. being like, wow, KFC, <laughs> KFC, we're having such a good time. And then we oh, got see, to like- KFC mediates really deep conversations. <laughs> oh my God, those, those buns got us going. Yeah. And then right again here. Yeah. Oh, thanks for well, that good, good um, philosophical yeah thank you so much for letting me record an episode of speak out here you can just like pull over at that corner up there um thank you so much and you've been listening to speak out radio on 106.1 fm and thank you both so much for talking with me and letting me talk um oh my gosh let's turn this off now okay okay (laughs) okay